Welcome to Warrensville Reaching New Heights. I'm your host, June Scharf, and on this episode, I have a really neat guest. It's a lady who owns a swim school here in Warrensville Heights. Her name is Sonali Morris, and the school is called the Goldfish Swim School on Richmond Road. Our conversation coincides with May being the National Water Safety Awareness Month. So we talk a lot about um, water safety, for one thing. But we also got into another aspect of swimming, and that is that it truly is a sport. And for some people who don't excel at football or baseball or basketball, um, swimming is an incredible outlet. It's both a team sport and an individual sport. So that's something to think about down the road. But a lot of the people who take lessons are little children. They can be as young as four months old and they age out at 12 years old. So there are classes nearly every day available for all skill levels. So who knows, with this episode, we may be saving a life somewhere down the road by emphasizing certain safety measures. So listen close to my guest, Sonali Morris. Sonali Morris, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you. You're the owner of two, not one, but two goldfish swim schools, one in Fairview Park and one here in Warrensville Heights. Yep. So that's pretty exciting to have us in our backyard. And also I want to mention that uh, May is uh, National Water Safety Awareness Month. So you have a special Float It Forward program. Right. Um, So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so Float It Forward is a brand new initiative for Goldfish Swim School. Essentially what happened is Goldfish has become a sponsor of the USA Swimming Foundation, which is the philanthropic arm of USA Swimming. And they have a a Make a Splash initiative whose goal is to raise a million dollars by 2020 to help children who can't afford swim lessons get them. Um, You know, there are many children out there um, who aren't unable to afford swim lessons or take swim lessons for various reasons. So the funds raised through this campaign um, is an endeavor to help them essentially so what we're doing is we're raising money nationally but in addition we're giving back locally because I think that's something that's really important for us being a business here in the friendly city we want to be able to help those around us so what we are pledging to do this month is with every dollar that comes in for the National Foundation we're going to pledge the equivalent for swim lessons for children in Warrensville Heights nice how would someone um, uh, I don't want to say take advantage or, you know, get in, what's the word? How um, would they find us yeah, if they how wish they... to donate? Yes. Uh, the easiest way would be to go on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a CrowdRise fundraiser page, and the link is right there. It's posted at the top of the Facebook page, pinned for the month. And so we're hoping people will really help us with this initiative. But also if they want to enroll in lessons at no charge, how yeah. do they do that? Um, so what we're going to do is right now we're looking to work with potentially the city mm-hmm. to identify folks who... Okay. Um, Um, you know, have the ability to get to goldfish that can then take the lessons. Mm -hmm. So we're going to work with some partners on that as well. Okay, well that sounds great. Yeah. Um, Well, what do lessons typically cost? So a typical lesson at Goldfish would be $84 a month. Mm -hmm. Um, What that gets most children is 30 minutes of swim time each week, um, four lessons a month, sometimes five if the month has five weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's really interesting is, 
you know, there's that price, but there's the value then, right, of goldfish. So what we really bring to the table with our lessons is we have teachers that are trained. You know, there's 40 to 50 hours of training that goes into being a swim instructor. We're not just taking people that have some swim ability and putting them in the water. We're really making sure that they learn our curriculum, they understand it, they know why we do things and how we do things. Um, so that's really important. In addition, you know, we, we really care about the kids. You know, our common denominator for hiring is you have to be passionate not just about swimming as a life skill, but working with children. So we have about 60 to 65 people right now that we employ that are all doing that and are so wonderful at it um, and just get really great results with the kids you know we, we really run our program like a school we take attendance if you miss we, we kind of function like truancy officers where we will call you <laughs> yeah. and we'll say we noticed you weren't class today we didn't hear from you let's get you a makeup lesson so we can okay. keep that progress and continuity going so I think that's you know what we bring to the table is we genuinely care about the progress of the kids we want them to succeed mm -hmm. and the faster the better. Well, the parameters on the, the student ages is four months to 12 years old? Yeah, right? that's correct. You can start them young. Um, <laughs> you know, the um, American Academy of Pediatrics um, just released new guidelines where they recommend that children start swim lessons as early as one. So we'll start them at four months, but what we're really doing with these baby classes is laying the foundation. So, you know, we're teaching them reflexive things or we're conditioning them for water safety skills and laying that foundation so that when they are old enough to start with some formal swim lessons, they're ready. Plus, you know, as a baby, it's nice to have that contact time um, with your child in the water. It's nice to get them acclimated to the water so then when it does come time to separate, there might be a few tears, right? You know, mm -hmm. ours and their babies. Uh, and the babies, but at the same time, they're used to the water, they're used to doing things in the water, so they're less fearful when they have to learn, you know, the formal skills. What's your background with swimming? Was this <laughs> so, something you loved when you were little? I loved swimming. I was not a competitive swimmer, full disclosure. However, every day of my summer was spent at a pool. You know, all day, I was swimming, snack bar, back and forth, that oh, was it. Yeah. You know, and then come home at night. Um, I was very fortunate that I had a pool walking distance, you know, from the house where my friends and I would hang out but um, water was always a big part of my life, always enjoyed it. And I think the most interesting thing about opening up these schools is I have two children, mm -hmm. right? Now one is almost um, 14 and one is 15 and a half, and they were reluctant swimmers. Mm -hmm. So they cried, they kicked, they screamed, you name it. Mm -hmm. I begged, I pleaded, I bribed, did everything you tell you know, moms not to do. And you know what was interesting is our um, my husband's job took us to Michigan for a brief stint, and there that's where we found goldfish, and that's where I saw the children make a lot of progress. And then when we came back and decided to open it up, they continued on. But what's happened is they've become competitive swimmers. <laughs> so I'm now the mom of two competitive swimmers, and it's really taken over our lives, but in such a positive way. And to be honest, um, you know, the kids were not natural athletes. Okay. And they'll admit that. Um, you know, they, they weren't exceptional at football or soccer or basketball. But you have boys and girls? I have a boy and a girl. Okay. And something clicked with swimming. Just something mm -hmm. clicked. And what's really interesting is they proved to themselves that the more they committed to the sport, the better they would get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my son um, made it all the way to, to states as a freshman. It's something we didn't envision happening. Wow. And it was all because of swimming and the time and effort you know he put into it and you get yeah. back out what you put in so I yeah. think it's been interesting that way so swimming is different than any other um, athletic 
activity, yeah. I think, because yeah. number one, there's no impact, mm -hmm. which is remarkable, and number two, you really have to use every muscle group. Yes. And it forces different uh, methods with breathing. Mm -hmm. Nothing else forces you to breathe a certain way the way swimming does. Yeah. So I think it's incredible. It's you know. a great sport. It stays with you for life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's individual and team. Individual and team, which yeah. is huge. You know, you're really competing against your own times. Yes, you want to win. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we watch it my daughter right now. You know, it's you know, just dropping seconds or tenths of a mm -hmm. second is so much in swimming. Mm -hmm. And that's progress. And, and then yet you have your whole team cheering you on. So it's a really neat sport. And I yeah. think what's even great is across teams, there's a lot of camaraderie, right? Yeah. Because you can compete in club. You can com compete for your school. Mm -hmm. But you're... You're interacting with so many different swimmers and it's so supportive and wonderful but even children you know with special abilities are mm -hmm. swimming and being cheered on which is I think so incredibly wonderful yeah and the other thing is you're not weather dependent if it no. rains you, you're still swimming because <laughs> you're wet no matter what right yeah, yeah but you're inside or, right or if you're inside yeah. a goldfish yeah, yeah it's not a problem at all yeah okay well back to um, sort of the agenda here with water safety mm -hmm. since this is Water Safety Awareness Month, yeah. um, there's a statistic that drowning kills nearly a thousand children annually and is the leading cause of injury-related deaths among children ages one to four, and many of these deaths occur um, when um, it's just unanticipated. Like, they may be super, there may be an adult yeah. present, but they're yeah. not maybe totally paying attention, so it's not like it came out of nowhere. Right. And then the response from the American Academy of Pediatrics has been to recommend swim lessons starting at age one. Mm -hmm. So, um, now in these lessons, um, one thing I saw is that babies will practice um, their grasp reflex and holding onto the wall and inching their way down it. And then you have to explain what um, something else they're able to perform, which is Superman glides and sea otter floats and kicks. Got it. So, yeah, that might be more visual then, but I'll try my best. Um, okay. But, yeah, we... Uh, we are laying those safety skills, so conditioning them as to what to do if they fell in a pool at a young mm -hmm. age. So um, first thing is, you know, grabbing onto the wall. We're working with the fine motor skills in the hands so that they build up the strength to hold onto the wall should they fall in and they're mm -hmm. close to the wall. The next thing we'll do is we'll teach what's called fin, fin, belly flipper. So mm -hmm. I guess the best way to visualize it is elbow, elbow, tummy, knee to get out of the pool. So because it will have a ton of upper body strength, you're going to hoist yourself up on one elbow or fin and then the mm -hmm. next one get your belly up and then use your knee to, to get you out of the water. Um, the other thing is, you know, floats are really important. If you fall in, you want to be able to turn and float on your back um, for a period of time, you know, until, you know, getting more time until someone can find you. Mm -hmm. um, when they're a little older, um, we'll teach something called jump, turn, swim to the wall. So, you know, the tendency if you fall into a pool is to keep swimming in the direction that you see. And if that's the other side of the pool and you're not a strong swimmer, it's a long ways away. So what we're teaching our children to do is instinctively turn around and grab what's behind them because mm -hmm. typically the wall behind them is gonna be much closer. Okay. And then you layer that on with the fin fin belly flipper to get out and you're, the hope is that they can get out. Um, Superman is a glide, like literally picture Superman flying through the sky, but we're teaching them how to, you know, glide on their bellies through the pool. Okay. Okay, one thing I'm not hearing that was a huge part of swim lessons when I was mm -hmm. little, going to summer camp and things, is treading water. Yeah. Like, they wanted us to be able to tread yep. water for like five minutes, yeah. and we did. Yeah. But 
So is we that do. still something people do? It, it absolutely is, okay. yeah. And we add that skill in as they're a little older mm-hmm. or more advanced yeah. in our in our program. But what we'll do is we'll start at a certain number of seconds and we'll gradually increase it so that they're able to tread for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But that's a definite safety skill that we do focus on. Well, you know, it's also a confidence builder because when I did it for five minutes, I'm like, <laughs> damn. You know what I mean? If I it's fell, hard. It's hard, but yeah. I, it's like, you know, if I yeah. fell in the water, I could tread for right. a while. I'd be okay. Right. Yeah, I could figure this out because now I know I can do it. I know. I joke with my kids because they have so much strength in the water now by mm-hmm. virtue of being swimmers that if they fell off a cruise ship, oh. they could tread forever. You know, yeah. they, they, they can tread for 45 minutes plus. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing what they could do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there is a... a um, a concept here where anytime kids are around water that you should designate a water guardian mm-hmm. who will avoid his or her cell phone or yes. even a magazine. Yeah, it's really important. You know, going back to the fact that drowning is one of the leading causes of um, injury-related death in children under four, um, it's because it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. That is what you hear over and over again in these tragic stories. Um, you know, Bodie Miller and his wife went through it. Nicole Hughes, you know, is another name that's out there. Um, she's partnered with um, the Millers on this to, to bring it to light, but it happens so fast when you're least expecting it. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's important not to have any distractions because kids move fast, things happen fast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long in the water for a dangerous situation to unfold. So that moment where you're just grabbing or thinking, you just are quickly looking at a text or looking at a magazine or even turning your back to get the towel, that's how quickly it can happen. All right, well, let's sort of just go dark here. If a kid falls in the water, I mean, how quickly is drowning going to take effect? I mean, it can take effect in under two minutes. You know, I think there's like stages, okay. basically, um, you know, as you are impacted more and more, but it's a critical time in, in that amount of time. I mean, if you inhale water and your lungs fill up with water, yeah. you don't you don't have very long. You're no, I mean, it, it really just depends. But yeah, yeah I mean, you, you don't because yeah. you've got to get out and then yeah. there's inflammation yeah. and things going on there. So, yeah. Okay, well then, it's it's also important to note that floaties, noodles, and plastic inner tubes are mm-hmm. not do not protect against drowning, that these really are just water toys. Yeah, it gives you kind of that false sense of security. Yeah. You know, the only thing that is approved is U.S.-approved Coast mm-hmm. Guard, anything that has that stamp on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we have the birthday parties at Goldfish or Family Swims, we have all these life jackets. Mm-hmm. They have the U.S. Coast Guard-approved stamp on mm-hmm. it, which means it is safe for swimming and as a flotation device, it'll keep you right up the way mm-hmm. you need to be. But what those other you know items that you mentioned, they're not necessarily safe. Um, a lot of parents will put them on their kids and not get in the water with their kids, but yeah. um, it's it's a it can be a dangerous situation. And so there's nothing wrong with sending your kid into a pool. Let's say they're not a super strong swimmer, or even if they are a super a, a reasonably strong swimmer, but they're young mm-hmm. and. To put a, a life jacket on a kid. Yep. If you can't be watching them every second, maybe it's a, I don't know what the circumstance might be, but I don't think anyone should be afraid to do that. A backyard pool where something comes up, someone rings your doorbell and your kid's in the pool. Then I'd say you have to get your kid out, right? Okay. But I would right. say 100%, you know, put them in the life jacket if yeah. they're not a strong swimmer, mm-hmm. but I still would not take eyes off yeah, at no all. Eyes off. Okay. And even, you know, even in the pool, you know, mm-hmm. someone comes up to you, a friend, you're all in the pool, you're mm-hmm. talking, mm-hmm. arms, arms reach, you know, um, from the child, mm-hmm. eyes on the child, because you never know what could happen. Mm-hmm. Even with a Coast Guard approved life jacket, you know, yeah. God forbid, but yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, I didn't want to skip over this, but what actually drove you to open the Goldfish School? I mean, you said yeah. you, you were exposed to it. So it's a it's a, a couple started it in Michigan. Yeah. So it is a franchise. Yeah. The first location started in Michigan, mm-hmm. and it it was kind of you know one of those. Um, accidents that just throws you into a different course in your life that you never saw coming. So with my husband's job, you know, we moved to the Detroit area. Mm -hmm. Our kids were in um, kindergarten and first grade at the time and needed swim lessons. Our realtor at the time said, hey, I want to show you around this town since you know nothing Mm -hmm. and took us to Goldfish and I saw it and I was like, this is amazing. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the children started lessons there. And then I knew that as much as we liked being in the Michigan area, our roots are in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, you know, for better or for worse, my husband is a Browns fan, he's an Indians fan, Cavs fan, you know, he's dedicated. And his family's here, and this is just where we wanted to put our roots. So we needed to figure out something that we could be passionate about mm-hmm. at this stage in our lives and know that it would be successful and, you know, we have that feeling of giving back as well. And we just talked about it and you know did some research you know a lot more went into it but decided that that was a program or a company we'd like to bring here because Cleveland it, it put our roots in Cleveland mm-hmm. it also brought something to this area and community that was didn't exist something exclusively focused on swim lessons and it was something we could be passionate about so that's really that's really what the motivation was to get it here and then how did you choose Lawrenceville Heights um, we did a lot of research. People thought we were crazy because, you know, we would go to all these property owners and say, well, we just want to put, you know, a, a pool here. Yeah. And they're looking at us like, wait, are you crazy? You're going to dig up all of this. So it took that took a lot um, of convincing. But um, it just was a really nice location in terms of it was centrally located to many places, easy to get to. Um, the city was wonderful to work with. Um, Mayor Sellers is fantastic. And, you know, we felt really welcomed and it just it was a great spot. We just thought it was a really good spot. So how long have you been here? We've been here six and a half years. Wow. Yeah, we opened in November of twenty twelve, the week after Thanksgiving. Probably the worst time to open ever, but um but you know, it worked. We, from modest beginnings, you know, we started off with, you know, some students, like le- like less than a few hundred students and now it's grown to about two thousand a week. Wow. That we see just at our one location. Yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Do they cluster around a certain age, or is it spread out pretty much? You know, that's a really good question. So it, it depends. I'd say when we first opened, you're seeing a lot of the beginner level, right? So it's the three to five-year-olds. But now um, it spans all ages and stages. We are, I think we are seeing a lot of people start their kids earlier, which is nice. But also what's great is we have something called Swim Force. So when a child goes through all of our levels, they then can join a, it's a fun swim team. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, hardcore competitive. It's really to foster, continue to foster that love of swimming, camaraderie, mm-hmm. sportsmanship, all that's going on. So we have uh, six um, swim force teams going on with about 21 kids. Wow. So our hope is that's going to be a stepping stone maybe for them to either continue swimming or just have a lifelong, you know, love of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or start on their school team if they Right. Have yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, what this? I want you to dispel a myth, if it is in <laughs> fact a myth, um, about the guideline concerning how long to wait before you get in the water after eating. <laughs> Remember how there's yeah, that whole thirty thing? minutes before yeah. you have to. Honestly, um, it just depends. Like I wouldn't competitive, competitively swim really yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, you know, but 
the reason why I would tell someone to yeah. wait, especially at goldfish, is if they have a young child, sometimes the children get worked up. There's anxiety or other things happening, yeah. and they can throw up mm-hmm. because of fear. But if, you know, and if they've eaten, that's a pool-clearing episode. So mm-hmm. from, from that standpoint, that's what we say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know about it otherwise. To be honest, that's my two cents on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, okay, I feel like we've covered the program and what you have Mm -hmm. to offer. Is there anything else you want to add from just your experience with parents, whether they are anxious or kids who are anxious? Yeah, yeah. Any advice you'd give people who are thinking about swimming? Yeah, absolutely. My my advice, and it's speaking from a mom who had reluctant swimmers, right, Mm -hmm. is just, you know, start them start them young and mm-hmm. it's it's going to be hard to watch if they're crying mm-hmm. sometimes it's fear sometimes it's separation anxiety it's or it could be all of the above mm-hmm. but the sooner you start them the better off and safer you're all going to be and you know make sure it's non-negotiable you know i see a lot of parents saying you don't want to swim it's okay we'll take a makeup but I would push a little bit and do a little tough love as hard as it is to watch your child crying because know that you're going to save their life, you know, in the end. You're going to make them safer. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important for parents. You know, there are things that are non-negotiable. You know, potty training has to happen, yeah. you know. And, and, you know, the thing that I liken it to is, you know, as parents, we mandate that children are in car seats, right, mm-hmm. or wear seat belts. You have to wear a bike helmet. Mm-hmm. So... Those are all safety precautions, right? Why aren't we mandating swim lessons? Why aren't the doctors mandating swim lessons? You know, a lot of people say it's easy for you to say as a business, but at the same time, it's the leading cause of injury-related deaths. So why aren't we mandating that? I, I don't know. Well, parents certainly have access <laughs> right here in Warrensville Heights, and it's a beautiful facility. So I just wanted to thank you for your time and for sharing your message. Thank you very much. There are two other things that I want to share, if you don't okay. mind. Um, we actually have a free water safety program mm-hmm. that we do for community organizations and schools, um, anybody who will have us. It's 20 minutes. Bubbles, our mascot, who's a fish, will come in. Um, but we basically talk about water safety. It's not goldfish-oriented. It's strictly do's and don'ts around water, um, making sure even the kids know that they need a water watcher um, and you know certain things they should and shouldn't do. I like that safety. term. For kids to yeah, kind of yeah. take it from bottom them up rather than top down because will you be my water watcher right because if you think about it in school I, I i mean the schools did this with recycling right you know my husband and i are always avid recyclers but the kids yeah. would come home and say no no that has to go in the bin uh-huh. that can't be trash or what are you doing with that and, yeah. and so if we get kids engaged in the conversation yeah. yes. pulling our you know shirts and making mm-hmm. sure we do it and hopefully there's more success mm-hmm. and the other thing i wanted to share is you know with summer schedules um i know it's really hard sometimes to maintain consistency in swim lessons so in addition to our weekly swim lessons we offer what's called jumpstart clinics so it's one week of lessons you come Monday through Friday 30 minutes a day same time same teacher Mm -hmm. we see a lot of consistency and growth with that Um, but it's great for parents who you know can't maintain the continuity you can take a week here a week there from June through August and still you know develop a safer swimmer yeah yeah that's a great idea so thanks for letting me share that sure and well thank you for being our guest I appreciate it